Good morning, everybody. Welcome to your Sunday edition of Good Morning Vale on TV8. I'm your host, Liz. We have so many great things for you all today. We are going to have Cooking with Tracy to learn a really fun and wonderful dish to make at home, as well as a great sports update. Get your coffee, sit back, relax. Good Morning Vale starts right now. This weather report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. It's Sunday, everybody, and we have so many amazing things going on in our community. The calendar is full. We had Sarah Johnson from Roundup River Ranch here yesterday with me, and she's so marvelous, and it's such a great organization. I want to remind everybody what they have going on. They have a grateful harvest coming up on the 12th of this month. It's going to be a huge feast for everybody, and they also have a great event on the 10th. If you'd like to volunteer or be a part of all the fun at Roundup River Ranch, just go to roundupriverranch.org. And ah, what else is going on? The Vail Jazz Fest is continuing. This time they're featuring the women of the arts. It's gonna be amazing. Get your tickets right now. It's gonna be so much fun on Thursday the 10th. We have somebody amazing. Her name is Lakeisha. Benjo, and she is going to play the saxophone. She's going to kick off all the great ladies of the Vail Jazz Fest. So you're going to want to not miss that. Also, you know what? Flowers are so in bloom right now. I love to go around town and take photos of all the beautiful flowers. But if you don't have time to do that, why don't you head on over to the Betty Ford Gardens? You can see every single beautiful thing that you can imagine right there. It's so beautiful. And there's a new app right now that you can load on your phone it's the betty ford alpine gardens app so if you see a flower or something unusual that you don't know what it is you can take a photo of it the app will tell you exactly what it is how cool is that i love finding out what things are especially flowers because you never know what's going on we have snapdragons and so many really cool things we might not know the name now i'm saving the best for last oh my god the eagle blog party is coming everybody next weekend i'm super excited i have my saturday ticket and that is dumpfastunk and also, the favorite is lettuce. That's a headliner that I saw 
back a long time ago over at Red Rocks, and I'll never forget them, so I'm going to go again. It's so much fun. It's a big deal. The block party all kicks off on Friday the 11th and goes through Sunday the 13th with so many incredible headliners. We're talking about Kyle Hollingsworth Band, Carl Dennison's Tiny Universe, Bill and Jillian Nershey. So many. Oh, my God, you're going to want to get your tickets. Go to blockpartyeagle.com. Get your tickets, and I'll see you there on Saturday. But it's a full weekend of fun. So we have a lot of great stuff to do today for the shows. Welcome back, everybody. For all of you local sports fans, we have a great clip for you guys right now. Robbie is out and about talking all things sports right here on Good Morning Vale. Coming up, student athletes around the valley are gearing up for a fall season. Also, the word is out. CU Boulder is leaving the Pac-12 conference, but why? We have an answer to that and more coming up in sports. All right, thanks for joining us. So summer practice for fall sports are starting to pick up here in the Valley and over at Battle Mountain High, the volleyball team is excited to see a returning starter take the court in her senior season. Inside the gym at Battle Mountain High, the sound of bouncing volleyballs ring out, signifying the start of the new season. This year, energy is something the Huskies need and head coach Shelby Crummer is ready for senior setter Lily Suman to bring it. If you have ever been to a Battle Mountain game or watched her play, you see it and you're watching it and you also feel it. The way she celebrates and, uh, you know, or overcomes something that is maybe not something to celebrate but moves beyond it and forgets that error quickly is a huge example and just overall, like, brings the team forward in the game. Suman's energy is perhaps her greatest asset to the team, but how does she channel so much life into her game? So your team says you have a lot of energy, and after watching you play, I agree. But where does all that passion come from? This is really like my outlet. I go to work, I go to school, I have all my, especially as a senior, like I have all my application stuff to do, and I come here and I just like have so much fun, and these are all my best friends. And all my energy just comes from being so excited to be here and just like enjoying the time, so. Suman isn't afraid to be vocal with her team, which makes her a leader, but she's also a competitor who pushes everyone around her even those who are after her starting position. We play the same position. We've been fighting for it for the last four years, like since we were freshmen. She's the person that I compete for, against, with, um, and yeah, she makes me better. When talking further with Suman, she let her competitive side show. So you mentioned in your four years here at Battle Mountain, the Huskies have never been able to get over the hump and beat rival school Eagle Valley. How memorable would it be in your senior season if you got two wins on the court over the Devils. That's my goal. Like, that's all I really am looking for. Like, like I said, I have not beat them since I've been here. And just to leave, like, on that note would be, like, the best thing ever. So I, I really hope we can pull it out. But okay. we'll see. Battle Mountain Volleyball will play their first game against Eagle Valley this season in Gypsum at the end of September. 
Now, similar to Battle Mountain High, other schools in the Valley are starting to prepare for the fall season as well. And over at Vail Mountain School, the athletic director, Bobby Ecker, is excited for the season that lies ahead for his student athletes. How long have you been athletic director over there in Vail? Yeah, so uh, this is actually my ninth year at the school, just getting started. And uh, I guess this is now my fifth year as the athletic director, just starting my fifth year. Um, I used to be a teacher and a coach for a number of years. And then uh, 2019, I took over as the athletic director. Awesome. And uh, walk me through some of those exciting memories and uh, maybe crazy athletic events you've seen in these past five years as AD over there. Yeah, I mean, last year was probably the, the highlight. Um, in, in my tenure here, we... Uh, we hadn't had a state championship um, with me as the athletic director. And last year uh, we had two, we had a, a boys state championship in golf, um, which was incredible. Uh, we won by one stroke. It was like, I was at the masters or something. It was incredible being there. It was a really exciting game. Followed up right after that, um, our boys soccer team uh, went on and won our first uh, boys soccer uh, state championship as well uh, in uh, the uh, 2A classification. Um, which was just absolutely incredible. So a lot of success in the last two years, and we're hoping to just build on that and, and keep going. We have some talented uh, teams going into this fall, and uh, it's pretty exciting to, to watch the growth that we've had over the five years that I've been here as an athletic director. Have you had any time to chit-chat with uh, either of those head coaches about those teams to uh, kind of find out what the expectation is for this new season? Yeah, uh, quite a bit. They've been uh, they've been really active this summer. Um, our head soccer coach, Kevin Ives, um, he's actually on the field right now doing some optional training with uh, with some of the boys, and uh, his wife is our head volleyball coach. So we got a, a pretty nice, nice combo, um, Aspen Ives. Uh, she's a teacher at the school, and this is going to be her second year as the, uh, the head volleyball coach. And they've been running practices twice a week, pretty much the whole summer. Um, just kind of open any kids who want to come by and they're doing training. And uh, we're really excited about our seniors this year. We had some really strong juniors last year. You know, it always sucks to lose your, your valuable seniors, but I think they passed the baton pretty well. And we have some really strong leadership going into this season. We have a lot of seniors on both rosters for, uh, for volleyball, for soccer, and uh and for golf, um, those are kind of our three big sports for the high school programs. Um, we have a couple other, you know, sport offerings that we do as well, but those ones kind of encompass most of our students. Um, so yeah, we're, we're thrilled. The, the kids are ready. I know our golfers have been golfing. We, we're bringing on uh, a new head coach for golf, which is awesome. Um, our uh, previous head coach, Will Sip, is uh, stepping away after a state championship and having a baby of his own. So he's he's uh, walking away on a high note, but left the team in good hands. So we're, we're thrilled. Yeah, what a note to end it on, having a baby and coming off a state championship win like that. That's definitely the way you want to end your career, I would say. And then, you know, what about the kids on the team? Is there any expectations going through their heads? You know, they want to run it back maybe, golf and soccer specifically? Yeah, you know, I think the coaches are starting to talk about expectations and we're, we're kind of waiting for all of our kids to get back in town and get ready for that first practice because they start August 7th. So right now the trainings have just been kind of optional. We haven't really seen everyone on the pitch yet or on the volleyball court. Um, but uh, yeah, I know the coaches are, are it's, it's tough to come off a state championship and stay at the top. You know, you're, you now have a target on your back. Um, and so I, you know, I know our coaches are, are uh, trying to just keep a positive attitude with our kids and making sure that they're not getting too cocky and, and ready to win and, and teach them what it takes to, you know, stay on top for, for boys soccer and, and for boys golf and uh, girls volleyball. You know, we're really excited. We have a really big freshman class coming in. We got something like 30 girls signed up to uh, play volleyball. And um, yeah, we're, we're bringing on a couple of new uh, assistant coaches, which is great. And yeah, we're just, you know, gearing up and, and getting ready. Have you seen any healthy but competitive rivalries building? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I know there's a couple of games on the boys' soccer schedule that are that are circled and, and highlighted. Uh, one of the kind of newer um, rivalries that we've created in boys' soccer, at least, is with Colorado Academy down in Denver. Um, I think in the last couple of years, we've been um, we've lost one, and then win one, and then lose one, and win one, and, and they're high energy games, really strong opponent. Um, so I know that's a really big one. Um, you know, a classic rivalry that we have in all of our sports is always with Aspen. Um, and so that one's uh, that one's going to stay strong and true. And then, you know, looking across the um, around the valley here, we created pretty good, uh, you know, friendly rivalries with teams like uh, Battle Mountain, uh, Summit, uh, Eagle Valley. So, you know, we're always looking forward to those games. And then on the, the girls volleyball side, I think our biggest one is probably Vail Christian. Uh, they're they're always, you know, one of the top teams in the league. And so are we. Um, and I know uh, Meeker has a really strong squad. They, they've always they're always in that that top category. So those are some of the games that are, you know, triple circled on the rosters or on the schedules right now that coaches and players are looking forward to. So, yeah. Being on your side as the athletic director, but also the athletes, the students themselves, how special is it for those students you have, student athletes, to play a team around here in the Valley like Battle Mountain or Vail Christian like you were talking about? All these kids know each other. So what's it like for them to actually play each other on the court, field, Etc. They seem to hate each other on the court. They put everything they can into it. They, it's it's big locker room speeches right, right before. It's it's dramatic, and you know, win or lose, there's hugs after the game. It's pretty cool to watch, and you know, it's a pretty tight knit community here. And um, but it's definitely a very friendly rivalry. You know, when it's on the court, it's it's all business, and and everyone wants to win. And then right after that game's over, the pictures are being taken, and you know, there's hugs and sometimes even tears. So it's 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 pretty fun to watch. It's a it's a cool community that we have here. These these, these kids are lucky to be able to um, have each other and and have these summer leagues where coaches all know each other. And you know, like I said, I've I've been coaching lacrosse out here for a long time, and. I know that coaching against some of my friends is really fun and we have a men's league in the summer. We all get to play together. So we're all, we're all friends at the end of the day. Um, you know, using sport as a way to, to grow and teach these kids lessons is a pretty special thing to be able to do. So yeah, a lot of fun. Oh, wow. That sounds exciting. My final thought, what are you looking forward to most this upcoming fall season? Man, that's a good question. Uh, right now I feel like I'm so hung up and just creating all these schedules, all these pieces of paper I got in front of me and making sure that everything's ready to go. Uh, I think I'm looking forward to the kids getting here in, in, a, in a week or two and uh, not being kind of the only person in the office. I mean, it's pretty quiet in here right now. And I like looking out my window and seeing kids. And so I'm just excited for the kids to show up and, um, you know, get to see some some games. Uh, you know, that's that's my favorite part of my job. And uh, being behind a computer screen and creating schedules is the hard part. And it's always worth it when the kids show up and get to actually watch them play. So I'm just looking forward for the school year to get going, kids to be in the building. And yeah, it's right around the corner. So we're there. Yeah, you know, as a sports reporter, that may be my favorite part, too, actually getting to go and watch the games unfold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, thanks a bunch for, for having me today. And, um, you know, for those of you guys who are watching, you can go to bellmountainschool.edu and uh, you can see all of our schedules online there and pick and choose games to come to and, and uh, come support us. It should be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, hey, Bobby, I appreciate you taking the time today to chat with me. Of course. Thanks a bunch and uh, enjoy the rest of your summer. Look forward to seeing you on some of the, the court and field and golf courses, all of that stuff. So we'll be getting going soon. Thanks a ton. Now, if you've been keeping up with college football this offseason, you've probably seen the big news that CU Boulder is leaving the Pac-12 Conference for the Big 12 Conference in the 2024-25 season. Well, we've got an inside look into the school's decision to leave the Pac-12. Today, I'm pleased to announce 
that beginning in 2024, the University of Colorado will be returning to the Big 12 Conference. 12 years ago, Colorado left the Big 12 Conference to join the Pac-12 Conference, and now the Buffs are back. This opens up new opportunities for their athletic programs. At the forefront of our minds in all of our decisions is our student athletes and their experience as Buffs. We've done our analysis and, and they'll, they'll be traveling less in the Big 12, playing in more favorable time slots where we believe they can get greater national exposure and return to Boulder after away games at earlier times. This also gives the Buffs more exposure on the national scale and a share in the multi-billion dollar TV deal the Big 12 signed with Fox and ESPN. A deal of this magnitude is something commissioner of the Pac-12, George Kliakov, never put together. But the school still insists this is not the narrative of their decision to leave the Pac-12. This decision wasn't about that. It was about this, and that's the Big 12 Conference, and what's best for CU and CU Athletics and our student-athletes. George ensures there's no bad blood towards the Pac-12 and strongly believes they will see success down the road without the buffs involved in the conference. Now, we've touched on college football up in Boulder, but let's head down south to Colorado Springs, where the Air Force's kicker is up for a big award this season. Air Force junior Matthew DePore is listed on the watch list for the Lou Gorza Award, given to the best kicker in college football. And here he is kicking nine straight from 46 yards out with ease. So no big deal for him. But uh, anyway, DePore was a semifinalist last season for the award after hitting 16 of 21 field goals and 37 of 38 extra points for the Falcons. DePore has hit 24 of 31 field goals in his career and his 77.4 career percentage is sixth best in program history. He was an honorable mention All-Mountain West selection last season and first-team All-Colorado pick by the National Football Foundation Colorado chapter. So the Lou Gorza Award is a member of the National College Football Award Association. Founded in 1997 and the NCFAA includes college football's most prestigious awards and its 24 awards have honored more than 900 recipients dating back to 1935. This season, 12 NCFAA awards will honor National Players of the Week each Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that. Staying on the gridiron, heading down to Golden, Colorado School of Mines made a splash last year in their regular season schedule and kept that momentum all the way through the postseason heading directly to the Division II National Championship, where they ultimately fell just short. Needless to say, the outcome left a sour taste in their mouth, and the ore diggers are ready to give it all this season to get back to that championship. Last season, Colorado School of the Mines lost their first two games of the year. The ore diggers, determined to change direction, would win 13 straight to earn a spot in the Division II National Championship. New head coach of the program, Pete Sturbick, says making it to the championship is no longer good enough for his team. We know we've got to reestablish ourselves. We've got a better taste in our mouth from last year. It's probably the only thing we're really carrying over is how ticked off we were and are after last year, how the way, the way that it ended. Now the guys are ready to rise to the top again this season, only this time, take it all home. They return a number of talent that can help them get back in the driver's seat. Just love our, our kids. We've got a lot of blue-collar veteran guys back, a lot of grit, but I think our talent level has increased each year I've been in mines. Um, 
and it's been exciting. Mines will play their first game of the season against Grand Valley State in Golden at the end of the month. And that's going to wrap up your sports. Make sure to tune in regularly for more coverage around the Valley. I love all of the extra special segments that we have here on Good Morning Vale and TV8. Ben Roof has a new segment and it's called Outdoor Adventures. He is out at an amazing spot and we're going to take a look right now and find out what he's up to. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures. I'm Ben Roof. We are here at Yeoman Park, part of Sylvan Lake State Park, getting ready for a three and a half mile out and back hike to Nolan Lake, totaling seven miles. It's going to be a gorgeous high alpine lake in the shadow of Gold Dust Peak. Now we are at Yeoman Park now, which means we're going to have to drive six miles up a dirt switchback road to get to Fulford. Fulford is an old mining community founded in the late 1800s that is now mostly home to summer cabins. It's only accessible by road in summer and by snowmobile in winter. It's going to be a fun little drive, so let's get started. So we've made it up to Fulford. The road isn't terrible, and as long as your vehicle has pretty good ground clearance, you shouldn't need four-wheel drive to make it all the way up. However, I can imagine things could get pretty rough if it's raining or if the roads are wet. Up at the trailhead, we are here at 9,920 feet in elevation. There is some dispersed parking right around the trailhead across from Fulford and the entrance to the town. We are going to finish the hike up at 11,342 feet, gaining and losing and having to regain about 600 feet of elevation when we hit a saddle on the trail about halfway through. Don't forget, we're hiking at altitude, so it's going to be easy to get hydrated, especially in this warm summer. So make sure we've got plenty of water and some bug spray, because there are a lot of flies, at least the beginning of the trail. But as long as we're prepared, let's get started. After we've crossed that creek, on our way up the trail, we do have to split off from the old mining road we've been following since the trailhead. 
about four-ish hundred yards after we cross the creek next to the old building, we do come to the fork in the road. And back here behind me is the Nolan Lake Trail. It's a little bit tricky to see as we're walking up the logging road. And this old road keeps going and is very much more of a defined path. It's easy to miss. So after the creek, gotta make sure we're looking to the left-hand side there for this old tree and the gap that's been sawed through it. Let's go. start to get quite a bit steeper as the trail is starting to begin to wind its way up a fairly significant hill face. It's going to have to work its way around several different steep rock outcroppings, which makes the trail a little bit narrow and a little bit windy. Fortunately, we do have pretty solid footing the whole way up before we reach the National Wilderness Boundary. The last section of our hike does start off with that bit of a short but steep and windy section there going through the rocks. Afterwards, we come out towards some talus fields and an alpine marsh. After passing the marsh, we're going to hit our wilderness boundary and that is the signal that we are almost on top of the lake. It's just a little bit more to regain that 600 feet that we lost coming down in the marsh, but we'll be right on top of the lake after that and not a moment too soon because I'm starting to get a bit thirsty. Let's get going. We are just about to the lake, but it has started to rain on me, so hopefully it's not too far away. The rain has really picked up, which is always a risk at the high alpine. You never know what the weather's gonna do as you start closing in on tree line. Well, thankfully the rain broke and hopefully we'll have a beautiful sunny rest of the hike. We're here at Nolan Lake. Despite having a bit of rain to deal with, some muddy spots in the trail and some spots where trees falling over the trail made it a little bit difficult to navigate and the bugs have been kind of atrocious. I would say overall, it's a moderate to difficult trail. Not terribly easy, but nice and scenic the whole way. It's absolutely gorgeous. Once we're at the lake, we've still got snow. It's nice and cool. There's a beautiful view and the water is crystal clear. Now, let's enjoy the views a little bit.
One of the biggest challenges on any hike is making sure that we bring enough water with us. Water can get heavy and can be a hassle to carry. So one thing that I always make sure that I have in my pack is a life straw. This product is by Vestergaard and it's a fantastic little lightweight water filter that you can bring with you just about anywhere. It's small, it's light, it can fit in your backpack, it can fit in your pocket, it can even fit in your car. And the way it works is you just pop the lid open here. This is the filter side and this is the drinking side. And you just take this guy, stick it in your water source. And just drink just like it's a straw. This is a fantastic product that can make sure as long as you have a water source, you'll have somewhere where you can get some drinkable water from. And it does a great job at filtering out not just dirt and debris, but also bacteria, microorganisms that might make us sick. It's lightweight, it's easy to use, and Vestergaard also makes a series of other life straw filter products, like some that go in your water bottle, some that go in your drinking reservoir, or some that can go in your filter in your refrigerator. So, make sure to pick up a life straw at any of our fantastic local outdoor retailers. I can't stay here for too much longer though, because I am getting eaten alive by all the mosquitoes. So let's head on back to the car. Thank you so much for joining me for Nolan Lake on this edition of Outdoor Adventures. I'm Ben Roof. I'm going to get out of this thunderstorm, but I hope you'll catch me next time when I go explore Beaver Lake. Are you a breakfast eater? Me? I wake up hungry. I dream about scrambled eggs. Like, I love breakfast. I have to eat breakfast. I read studies about breakfast all the time. I don't think that... I think I could probably do better healthfully with breakfast, but I like eggs, and I'm not full if I don't eat an egg. I actually talked to my doctor, what, do, can I eat eggs? Are they high in cholesterol? They're really, really good for you, and they're really good for your brain. So today, we are gonna make a frittata. If you've ever heard of a frittata, it is like one of the easiest egg dishes to make. However, 
If you have not purchased your cast iron pan yet, I'm slapping your wrist because we again are going to start on the stove and finish in the oven. A frittata is just like an egg scramble that you fry up on the bottom and then you put it in the oven to kind of crisp up the top. It's a little bit of a well-cooked scrambled egg. So sometimes people are like, they need like the undercooked egg, they like the runny eggs. You might not like a frittata if you don't like your eggs cooked all the way through. But we're gonna mix the frittata with roasted red peppers. So you have jars of roasted red peppers. I'm actually gonna tell you a whole bunch of things to do and we're gonna take a break while you prep and I prep and then we're gonna come back together. So for the eggs, what we'll worry about the eggs later. You put five of them in a bowl, six of them in a bowl actually, and, um, and uh, stir them up, whisk them up so that they're nice and blended together. And then with the roasted red pepper, which is really nice that we got the jars of roasted red peppers because you save yourself a step. What we're gonna do with those is we're just gonna dice them up. Remember, we julienne the pepper and then we dice it up into little small pieces. This is gonna go in our egg frittata. So cut up about mm, uh, three quarters of a cup of roasted red pepper. And then our second dish today is going to be homestyle potatoes. So we're gonna make a potato on top of the stove that is gonna taste way better than any diner you go to and it's gonna be chock full of nutrients. We're gonna start with our mirepoix. It's a combination of onions, carrot, and celery. And that's how we are gonna start. We're gonna put a lot of veggies into our potatoes. So make sure you cut up the proper amount of onions, celery, and carrots for your mirepoix. And then I'd like you to cut up your potatoes. So first of all, peel your potato. Again, we're going back to, is it that healthy? Potatoes are very healthy. They're more healthy when you keep the skin on. So if you're looking for a little more health, keep the skin on. If you don't want the skin, peel them off. And then I'm gonna need you to chop them up. So what we're gonna do to chop up the potatoes to make them really nice is we are going to slice them this way. And be careful because we don't have a solid surface yet. So slice your potatoes like that. And then I don't like to waste any, but if you want them perfect, you could cut them into a square and then slice them. And then pile them up together and slice them again twice. And then we're gonna slice them this way. Try to keep the potatoes, the carrots, and the onions all at about the same size. Because what's gonna happen is we're gonna put them in a, fry, a pan and fry them up. We need them all to cook at about the same temperature and the same level. So if they're cut around the same size, then they're probably gonna cook about the same time. Especially cutting these potatoes really small like this, that will give us a, that will help them cook a little faster because you know, potatoes take a long time. Okay, so I want you to cut, I want you to dice your potatoes, make your mirepoix, which is your onion, your carrot, and your celery, put six eggs in a bowl, have them all whisked together and dice up three quarters of a cup of the roasted red pepper. Meanwhile, before we get started on that, I just kind of wanted to give you a cool recipe that you can use anytime for anything. And these are oatmeal balls. Actually, I hate to admit it, but I don't love oatmeal. 
I don't even really like it that much. So anytime that I'm going to eat oatmeal or I want to eat oatmeal or I want to have whole oats in my life, I have to use what I call training wheels. So my daughter actually came up with this recipe and it has oatmeal, mini chocolate chips, peanut butter, rice krispies, and honey. And they are absolutely delicious oatmeal balls that we're going to make and they're going to you can either have them for breakfast you can give them to the kids for snack you can have them in your car bring them to work they're delicious and they're packed with nutrients with the peanut butter the honey and the oatmeal but when you put all this stuff in a bowl together to combine it and you want to use your hands and peanut butter is super sticky make sure you wet your hands and then combine it all Continue to wet your hands and roll those into little balls. So today we're making a roasted red pepper frittata. We need three quarters of a cup of red pepper, six eggs um, in a bowl stirred up. We need potatoes, onion, celery, and carrots all chopped up. But we're going to take a quick break while we all prep. I'm going to get my hands nice and wet, roll some balls. I'll see you back here in a couple of minutes when we're ready to start heating things up. Good morning, everybody. It's time for breakfast. Well, Cooking with Tracy is going to show us a really great breakfast treat to make at home. I could use all the tips I can get. Let's take a look and see what we can make for breakfast. There we go. These are oatmeal peanut butter balls, and they're absolutely delicious. They're a mess to make, but well worth the time because you can make a whole bunch of them. You can actually freeze them. Your kids will like them. You'll like them, and they're pretty healthy for you. I like to use the mini chocolate chips because whenever I use the big ones, it just feels like I took every health component out of it, and it just tastes like dessert. But this also has peanut butter and honey in it, so that's going to give you some energy. These, in my opinion, are a good, like, 3 o'clock snack when you're starting to hit that slump. Easy to make. Just make sure your hands are wet when you're balling them up. They're delicious. You're going to like them. Your kids are going to like them. Everyone's going to like them. Even everyone in the office is going to like them. All righty. So now let's get to our breakfast. Breakfast, most important meal of the day. It's been proven, and I completely agree with it. There are a lot of studies that show if you don't eat breakfast, you tend to eat worse throughout the day, and most people that are overweight tend to skip breakfast. So having really healthy meals throughout the day is a great way to start your day. We have our mirepoix, which we've talked about now a couple of times. So I have celery, carrots, and onions frying up in the pan. I kind of started them a little bit earlier than the potatoes because those carrots, they can really take a little bit of time. And now, this might seem a little peculiar to you in breakfast potatoes, but the more veggies you add to start your day, the more full you're going to feel. Like carrots are really, they're going to start to fill you up. <clears throat> so don't forget to season as you go. I have my salt and pepper mixture right here, and all I like to do is just kind of sprinkle it on as we go. We're building flavor profiles as we go. This is sauteed in olive oil. So olive oil is going to be the oil, once again, we're going to use today. Olive oil doesn't particularly like a high heat, but 
when you have some veggies in there, it really can handle it pretty well. So now I'm gonna add my, my diced up potatoes and I'm gonna spread them all around my pan because I want everything to be spread out nice and evenly so it all starts to cook really nicely. Now this dish probably takes about 20 to 30 minutes to cook just because all of these vegetables are kind of root vegetables so they take a little bit longer. So just put them in here, pat them down with your hand if you're brave. Don't forget, we're putting cold potatoes into a warm pan, so if you're not already cranked up, you can crank it up a little bit and keep an eye on it. We're also gonna season it once again with our salt and pepper mixture. So season as we go. Now what's gonna happen here is all those vegetables are gonna start to cook and they're gonna secrete their juices. So their juices are gonna come out and that's gonna kind of boil the vegetables. We don't want that. We want that caramelization on these veggies at this point. So you want it to be over high heat and you wanna let them sit for like five minutes before you move them around because we want them to get that crisp. Then we'll start moving them around and their natural juices will keep them moist enough to cook. So you really don't need that much olive oil. I put about a tablespoon on the bottom of the pan and that's all you need. All right. Moving on to our frittata. This is one of those uh, recipes, like if you're super hungry or you're coming back from church on Sunday and you need food immediately, this is one of the fastest egg dishes you can make. Cast iron pan or a pan that you can take from the stove to the oven. So what we're gonna do now is warm this cast iron pan up. I'm gonna get it nice and hot. And a frittata is gonna be just pretty much an egg bake. We're gonna start it here so the bottom gets kind of fried up. We're gonna, then we're gonna finish it in the oven. Again, it is a really, really quick, quick meal to make. So we have our roasted red peppers that are already diced. And these roasted red peppers that you get in the, in the can or the jar, they're excellent. They save you a ton of time. You can add them to so many things. But if you have a can of them and you have some left over, do not put the can in your refrigerator. Make sure you take those roasted red peppers out of the can, put them in a clean jar or a Tupperware. Don't store things in the cans that you've already opened because they can really grow a lot of bacteria and not be healthy. So if you get a big can of something, this usually happens to me with refried beans. I'll eat like half of it and then the next half I just wanna put saran wrap over it and put it in the oven, in the, uh, in the refrigerator. Don't do that. Take it out of your can and store it in something else. That's gonna, that's gonna increase the shelf life. And then it can last like a week or two in your fridge. So use them up, add them to a salad, add them to your scrambled eggs, add them to your pizza or your sauces or anything like that. Okay, my pan is starting to warm up. I have six eggs and now, I always wanna say I'm gonna scramble them, but I'm not scrambling them because there's no heat on them. So I'm just gonna whisk them around. If you have a whisk, that's a nice thing to use. I don't add any cream or anything. I just do straight up egg, because it's super healthy for you. And I add some cheese, straight up egg and cheese, because it's really delicious. Okay, so this is gonna be a thin frittata. That's nice. Make sure you really give this a stir. Like even maybe see some bubbles so that you know everything is, everything is mixed up because you don't wanna put that in your pan and then have like one big hunk of egg yolk or something like that. Okay, my pan is pretty hot. I'm definitely gonna feel the sizzle when I get in there. 
I have olive oil, so heart healthy olive oil, doesn't want a real high heat, is really good for you, and has a decently mellow flavor. We're gonna coat the pan in olive oil, and I'm gonna make sure I spread that all around because we want this egg to come out of the pan. That's like the real trick right there. We want the egg to come out of the pan. All right, you can see, you can feel that it's getting warmed up a little bit. My roasted red peppers are cold. And so I'm gonna put them in the pan first so they warm up. And I'm gonna spread them all over the pan. Kind of put my sleeves down. The oil is kind of fighting back a little. Now this is not one that you wanna use your hands to spread that around. So just try to get some even coverage. There we go. You can use any vegetable you want in these frittatas. And that's why these are really nice because they're a great way to get some eggs in your system and get some veggies early in the morning. All right, so we've got those. They're warmed up nicely. Put a little salt and pepper on them. And now let's pour our eggs. Let me rewind for one hot sec, actually. I have my oven on broil. So we're gonna go to the oven in a second. And I wanna show you how, where we put the, um, the, the grade in the oven because you kinda want it up high next to the broiler because we're gonna broil the top part of this. So let's get the eggs in and then we'll take a look at the oven. Welcome to your second hour of your Sunday edition of Good Morning Vale on TV8. I'm your host, Liz. We have so many great things to do for this next hour. We're going to go visit Rome and Eagle. Not so new anymore, but an amazing restaurant we can all enjoy. And we're going to figure out how to finish off that breakfast that Tracy's been showing us how to make at home. Also, sit back and relax, everybody. Your second half of Good Morning Vale begins right now. This weather report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters.
back. It's Sunday, everybody, and we have so many great things to let you guys know about what's going on. A lot of things happening in Beaver Creek on the 8th. The Beaver Creek Rodeo kicks off. We're going to have a great time over there. All kinds of great things. Get your rodeo on in Beaver Creek. And if you love yoga, during the summer, they have complimentary yoga right there in Beaver Creek at 9 in the morning. It's outdoor free yoga, and it's just a wonderful, great way to start your day. Now, if you want to get indoors from the heat, well, the Villar Performing Arts Center has so many incredible things for the entire family. We have music, we have magic, we have comedy, we have dance. Everything is going on, including the dance festival. But also coming up on the 10th of this month, it's a Thursday, is the tallest man on earth. Now you're thinking, is this Guinness Book of World Records or what? It's a band. They're going to have an amazing time with the tallest man on earth. If you want tickets to that or so many other great things, they have family packs of tickets for you to get over at the Villar Performing Arts Center. There's not a bad seat in that house. I like to dress up when I go there. Something fancy about that place, but it's anything goes there and all the great seats and they have Great place to get your libations. They always have a merch booth. And, of course, the greatest entertainment, thanks to the Vale Valley Foundation and the Villar Performing Arts Center. Go to VillarPAC.org to get tickets to something wonderful today. That's a look at what's going on in the community. We'll be right back with more Good Morning Vale after this. Welcome back, everybody. I don't know about you, but oh, my belly is growling watching Tracy's breakfast. It's in progress right now. Let's take a look and see how it's coming along. Oh, those look like they're kind of starting to caramelize up pretty nicely. Here we go, pouring the eggs in. Eggs are nice because they're runny and they can kind of, they'll do their own thing. All right, make sure you get nice coverage. You're going to see them. Turn the heat down just a little tiny bit. We want it to slow cook. And now let's take a look at the oven while this cooks. This is going to take about two minutes on that side and about two minutes on the top. So as I get the broiler ready in the oven, I have it on the upper broiler. And notice that I've, I've raised this kind of to the top because what you want is for that nice hot broiler to broil the top of this egg. So get it up there pretty close. This is something you want to do before you preheat your oven. Otherwise, it's going to be nice and hot. Okay, so now let's take a look at our frittata. This is looking pretty good. I'm going to salt and pepper it again because we flavor as we go. And so you can see some of these pieces are starting to get more cooked than others. So let's just give it another sec. Still needs to cook a little bit. I like to make little, like, holes in my eggs sometimes. Should be over a medium heat. All right, we're going to let that cook a little bit. Make sure it's on. You know, one of the things that you learn your stovetop, every stovetop is different, and you figure out yours. But one of the things is that there's certain parts of, of, um, of burners that are warmer than others. So I can tell that the top part is warmer than the bottom part because that part is not even starting to cook. So in the case of that, with this quick, quick frittata, I'm just going to roll it around. I mean, you get to know your stuff, right? Okay, so these potatoes and mirepoix have been cooking without me moving them. So let's move them around. Oh, yeah. What? Can you hear me? 
See how those got nice and caramelized? That's what we want to see. That's our first step into really building a flavor profile. Now we're going to spread them out again. And we're going to turn the heat down because I had it cranked. I wanted to cook those. So we're going to turn the heat down to a medium low and just let those simmer away. Let's take another look at our frittata. As you can see around the edges. Oh yeah, that's frittata stuff right there for sure. You can see that it's starting to cook. The bottom looks like it's nicely cooked. I'm gonna move around some red peppers just in case they, you know, when you pour something liquid in there, it kind of tends to shift things. But it, this looks good to me. And it looks like it's time to pop it in the oven. The frittata, which is just eggs and red pepper, has cooked on the bottom. I kind of like to make a cheesy top, so I'm gonna take my cheddar cheese, shredded, and I'm gonna cover the top. So this is gonna brown up a little bit and give it kind of a crust. And like I was saying, like if you like those scrambled eggs with lots of cream and you know cream cheese so they're light and fluffy, this is gonna be a different kind of style for you. All right, I'm turning that off, opening my oven because my cast iron pan is wicked heavy. Sorry, I'm from New England. I have to say wicked every once in a while. Pop this in. This is something you wanna keep your eye on. It's a quick, quick process. And it's going to be hot. All right, so we're going to keep our eye on that. Get rid of this. Stir up these potatoes a little bit more. Potatoes are looking good, and they smell good, too. A nice addition to this meal would be like a little dollop of sour cream. You could either do it on the potatoes, or you could put it on the... Um, on the frittata as well. Lots of times if you go to a nice brunch restaurant, they will serve the frittata and it'll have like a little salad on top of it, like just some greens with a squirt of lemon juice or something like that. That's always really nice to just kind of add a little bit. But again, if you're looking for a quick breakfast, this is how to do it. Keep seasoning your potatoes because potatoes are so boring and bland by themselves. They need a ton of salt and pepper. So make sure you give them that. All right. I don't want to look too soon, but I think I'm going to look. Let's see what this is doing in here. Oh, it's starting to bubble up. The cheese is bubbling up. It looks good. I'm going to give it like 30 more seconds. Literally, frittatas take like five or six minutes. And depending on how you feel about your egg cooked level, you know, and that might sound funny, but a lot of people are picky about how their eggs are cooked, me being one of those people then you can keep it in here for a little bit longer if you like kind of a little bit more of a crispy one. But I think it's time to take it out because I had the broiler on high. The broiler is the mechanism up here that heats from the top down. And it's like the opposite of a grill. It's like the flames are coming from the top down and it's really, really hot. So it's a nice tool for quick use if you're looking for like a crust on something or you want to get something kind of toasted up. Speaking of toasted up, look at that. Let's see. That cheese is nice on there. Can you see how we, we can press that a little bit? Let's see if we've got let's see if we've got some give on the bottom. Stir those potatoes. See, we start off not stirring the potatoes that much, and then after a while we want to stir them kind of. 
Okay, let's see how this frittata is looking. Oh yeah, look at that. If you can do that, success. That means you put enough olive oil on the bottom that it's gonna stick together. That's gonna not stick together. What am I talking about? The opposite of not stick together. It's gonna come out. So there we go, that's what we want with our frittata. These are delicious. Let it cool down for a hot sec, but if you're gonna take a longer break, get this frittata out of the pan. You ask me why? I think you should already know because it's gonna cook more in a hot pan. So remember how we let everything rest? We can let our eggs rest for a little while as well. And frittatas sometimes, often, are served cold. So you could serve it at room temperature. Quick break, stir the potatoes, get the frittata out of the pan. We will plate everything up in just a moment. How is your beauty intuition? Well, Gretchen with Glitz and Glam is over at Shine Beauty Intuitive, and let's find out all about what they have to offer us here in our community. Welcome to the Glitz and Glam with Gretchen. I'm your host, Gretchen Pleshaw. We're here in Edwards, Colorado at Shine Intuitive Beauty. I am here today with Michelle at the beautiful Shine Intuitive Beauty in the heart of Edwards, Colorado. I am so excited. I come here a lot and I love the products. I love the people. The energy feels so good here. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm good. How are you? I am feeling so good. And Yay. she is definitely dressed the part of the whole uh -huh. spa because you. this whole concept is so beautiful and it feels so good. And Correct me if I'm wrong, it's all about feeling good from the inside and exuding that outwardly. Yes, absolutely. That's our goal. We really want our clients to feel comfortable and confident when they come in. And yeah. um, if we're doing just anything to help that healing journey, then we're doing our jobs. So. And I love that whole concept because you do so many different <laughs> things from... I know all of this. Facials. I've done almost all of these things. True story. You <laughs> yes, know <this>. exactly. <laughs> From facials to eyebrows to eyelashes to, I mean, could you tell us all the things that you do here to make people feel good from the inside out? Sure. I mean, it's all across the board. We really focus on holistic skincare and facials um, and taking a more progressive approach versus just jumping right into something very aggressive or, right. you know, something that could harm the skin. Um, we do, so we do some amazing facials. We also do some more clinical facials like microneedling, but still with a holistic approach. Um, and then a lot of other beauty treatments, body waxing, organic spray tanning. Um, I specialize in eyebrow artistry and microblading. That's my jam. So we're laughing about yeah. this because look how amazing her eyebrows are. I am one that loves a good eyebrow tint as yeah. well as microblade and so yeah. I know I'm definitely going to come and see yes. you for that and I love the whole approach of all of this is holistic can you kind of explain what that means to people sure so we um, we're an eminence organic certified spa um, eminence is they're pretty well known in the skincare world so they're fully organic um, everything is very like cold pressed they use a lot of herbs and whole foods fruits and vegetables in their um, products but also they're very like science backed so 
we're not only nourishing the skin, but making a real change in the skin with clean ingredients. So I that's love a big that pillar. Too. See, and I love that because I'm a, a huge believer, I should say, a firm yeah. believer, and yeah. everything that you put on yourself, inside of yourself, that is who you are. It makes up your chemical makeup. Yes, And so absolutely. this is a big deal. And I have to say, in this particular location, it's so beautiful and it's full of light and it just feels airy and good. Yes. And everything here feels like you're healing yourself, which is... It sounds like your whole concept. Yeah, that's our whole concept. I mean, we want people to come in and just feel that sense of like relaxation um, and inner peace. I and love that. Just, I want it to be like a respite from the everyday. So. The hustle. The hustle, <laughs> hustle. Yeah. And how did you pick the name Shine? Oh, the name Shine. So, you know, we um, we started as a waxing studio right. when we first opened about six years ago now, and then with this move over here to this beautiful, bright, like airy space i really just wanted something a little more meaningful and kind of all-encompassing as far as everything that we offer so it took me a while to to nail down the name and i kind of was just playing around with like how do i want people to feel when yes. they come in and what are we doing for people in our services and i kind of just you know it took a while but shine intuitive beauty we really we want people to shine from the inside out and feel amazing um inside i mean which is so important versus just our outer appearance right so we want people to shine and then intuitive beauty everyone is so different every skin mm -hmm. is so different every that. person is so different so it's definitely um a different treatment for every person based on the day based on the human so. and that's what i love the most about this space and about you guys a brilliant kind of concept of everyone is so different and someone mm -hmm. might come in for the same thing as a friend maybe come together and it's going to yeah. be a totally different experience. You're yes. going to look at each individual and make it uh, kind of make it more towards them, the human being, who they are, what they're yes. feeling that day, Absolutely. which is so cool. Yeah. So Every, everyone's skin is so different. And um, even just based on the day, like yeah. how we're feeling, like what we're doing. <laughs> so we definitely use our, our knowledge and our intuition to like curate the treatment. So, and I have to say, I love this too, because I, again, have been a long time fan of you guys Aww. and customer and yes. it's such a safe space. I know I've come in here happy days, really sad, hard Aww. days, like a little bit off, and you yeah. do feel lighter and brighter when you leave. So thank you for creating Shine. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> of yes, course. that's another like pillar of ours. We we invite everyone in, like every, you know, man, woman, like yes. every age, yeah. um, every color, gender, like we don't, we want everyone All to come accepting. in and feel comfortable and feel like they can like be themselves here. So I love that. Yeah. I, you are definitely the pillar of glitz and glam, which uh -huh. is the <laughs> yeah, glitz and you. glam from the inside out. Yeah. And it's true. I, you know, as much as people sometimes don't like to say this, when you feel good on the outside, it does help the inside. So it's kind of a win-win situation. Absolutely. Yeah. When we feel good and this is, I mean, it goes kind of just with our core values when we yeah. feel good. And when we as estheticians know that we're helping people feel good and like, they can go out in their day and make a positive yeah. impact on everyone else like that's just our main kind of goal pay it forward yeah, concept. Exactly. i love that yeah. thank you so yeah. much michelle thank you're amazing you. thank you gretchen
I'm here with Jessica, who is a student intern here at Shine Intuitive Beauty. How are you doing, Jessica? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I am so good. I love your energy. I love thank that you're you. so excited to talk. What are we talking about today? All things products, maybe? Uh, all things products. I mean, um, one thing when I came into Shine Intuitive Beauty, I think I was really trying to find my navigate my way of where I wanted to be in the aesthetics world. Yeah. I've worked in a dermatologist office. I've worked at resorts and I really just wanted to find this like happy medium of like somewhere more holistic but still getting results with driven skincare. So um, Eminence was definitely up my alley. I love that. Did you hear about Eminence before you came in here or did you learn about it here? Yes, actually um, when I had my first son I was dealing with this like pregnancy acne that I've never yeah. had before. And my sister was working at a spa in Vail and they had Eminence and cool. the Stonecrop products were amazing. <laughs> they were like life-changing. <laughs> I love that. So how did you come about to be here at Shine? Um, you know, I so I was finishing up my hours for school and COVID happened. So it kind yeah. of prolonged this process and I was kind of just at home not working and I interviewed for here for nice. the front desk and they seen on my resume that I was a student and you know what I walked in that morning and I was like <laughs> I'm gonna go introduce myself because my mom always taught me um, if you want a job you got to go show them who yeah. you are and so I came in here that morning and the energy exactly is just it's warming it's inviting and you want to be here and I love that you said that yeah. because you all of you that work here have this same beautiful energy of just you feel so safe and happy and you're excited to be here exactly thank you I know um, that's definitely something that I wanted in skincare too I was scared to go into aesthetics at first yeah. because I thought it was more of the glitz, glitz yeah. and glam and I'm like I'm not that girl and then I found like this whole science side of it and just the making people happy and yeah. comfortable about themselves. I love that you said that because glitz and glam with Gretchen you know this segment yes. it was people hear that sometimes and they think it's going to be this overtly over the top but I am all about the same what you're saying is just exactly. feeling beautiful from the inside and showing that on the outside and shining exactly. your true beauty exactly nature. that's so neat exactly and i know um eminence has definitely helped me a lot with that and changing my skincare yeah. and um i've had medical products before medical grade and i mean these work just as fine with clean ingredients right. and you're getting results what's your favorite eminence project or product product <laughs> they just came out with the tropical superfood Oh, or superfood nice. collection and this pineapple refining tonic is I saw that amazing, amazing. and pineapple it, that's it very smells random I like, like that. you need a cocktail and you need to be on the beach but I love it's that. it's amazing it has smaller enzymes so it's not gonna irritate the skin but you're still nice. gonna get driven um, acids to really kind of eat away at the dead skin cells. So. I love and it smells like pineapple. Oh it doesn't gosh. get much better than that with a sunshine pineapple. I like it. I know. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you. <laughs>
So we've all grown together into this amazing space. Yeah. Uh, Michelle and Matt have put great um, energy in this. So yes. Really, I love to do all the facials. Um, I love that. We do that. I do a ton of waxing. Um, nice. That yeah. is one thing. <laughs> with summer coming, we'll yeah. get everybody um, ready with bathing suit bodies. Yes. Um, we do the self-tanning or the spray tanning here. I love that. So um, it is actually beet tan. And one of yeah. my friends formulated it in Savannah. It's made out of beets. Wow. So the beets um, with the sugar and the formula mix with your pH to give you your own color. So whatever you tan as out <gasps> in the sun, your skin will come out like that. I'm coming in next week to do this. And it's all vegan, which is awesome too, and That's organic. Amazing. So it mixes well with the energy we have going with all the products. So is the beet spray tan, I'm so interested in this, is this do you guys just have this product? Your friend actually... So she formulated this in Savannah. Okay. Um, she has... It's all over the country now. Wow. So she has different locations. That's we amazing. actually sell products as well. We have the self-tanner and boosters to keep yourself, your spray tan going after you get sprayed. Well, and I think it's so interesting with this because people don't always realize. They think, oh, it's like a spray tan, but you're actually being safe and not getting... Even when you're in the sun... Doesn't it have some kind of SPF to help you not burn as much? And it doesn't have an SPF. Okay, but it being us being estheticians in the spa, we right. don't want people to go out in the sun, sun as because much. Right, getting sun damage right. and any of the hyperpigmentation. Right. So doing the spray tan is a great way not to keep to your skin to. protected cool. and not have any of the skin damage. I love that. And facials, you said that's something I'm super Correct. into. And my skin personally is so dry here. I know so many people's are living in Colorado with the weather, the climate. Do you do like a deep moisturizing kind of facial or, you know? Um, we do. I mean, okay. that's really what we touch on a lot with okay. is hydration being in the mountains. Awesome. So we do have, we have a few um, facials with like gua sha, which does a lot of massage okay. um, to get the blood flowing, yeah. to create more oxygen into the skin. Cool. But that's basically, um, we do really promote, we try to promote hydration in our facials. I love that. Um, we do do microneedling as well. Okay. Which is a little bit more than the holistic side of facials. Um, it's more of the medicinal um, medical end. Okay. So it's going to help with the texture of your skin. It's going to get that collagen and elastin pumping. Awesome. It's going to make that start go growing again. Um, cool. So yeah, no, that's we do a wide variety. My favorite though is the microneedling. This sounds like a one-stop shop. You can come in here and get all prepared to have beautiful skin for the summer. <laughs> yeah, no, we do everything. Yeah, I love that. And how long have you been an esthetician for? 18 years. Wow. So, so you know your stuff. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> been on for quite a while. That is so, yeah. so awesome. And what is your favorite thing about working in this space at Shine Intuitive Beauty? Uh, working in this space, it's just bright. The energy is amazing. Yeah. Um, working with Matt, Michelle, and Jessica has been wonderful. Yes. Um, I couldn't have asked for better people that I've met coming on before COVID. So it's been great. And that's we, wild. Yeah. What a journey to get here. COVID, and then you guys are killing it. You're doing amazing. That's yeah, awesome. this space is amazing. It's great to see people outside walking yes. by and everything. So. I love that. Well, thank yes. you for making everyone beautiful from the, I guess, outside in and inside yeah. out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> One person at a time. So, <laughs> Keep thanks. it right here for more of the Glitz and Glam with Gretchen.
This weather report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. Hot rest. I haven't let it rest that long, but the test of it is to flip it over and see if it actually falls out. So, drum roll, please. Real quick, real swift move. <gasps> yes, that is high risk because I was really hoping that it was going to fall out like that. And look, I got a little bit stuck there, but that's okay. This looks pretty good. Now, what you do when you're doing the frittata? Cut it in fours because it's really only six eggs. So you don't want, you know, you need a kind of a beefy piece. All right, so here's our breakfast. You can have this for dinner. You can have this any time of the day. We're going to put some of those breakfast potatoes right on there. And those are chock full of vitamins and nutrients. We've got a lot of potatoes. You could even make these for like a side dish with steak or something like that if you wanted to. But here we go. We're going to put those right there. And then I'm going to get my frittata, put it the side up that was in the oven because that's a little bit of a prettier side. We'll put two of them on there because I'm a big eater. And then let's get a little dessert ball on there too. Here we go. This is your super simple breakfast. It's made with eggs, potatoes, and vegetables. We've got a little oatmeal in there as well. So you're definitely gonna get some healthy nutrients. Put a little dollop of sour cream on top of that, or even a little garden salad that had like a lemon vinaigrette. That's how you fancy it up. So I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me. Welcome back to the show. We are continuing on with Glitz and Glam because Gretchen makes her way all around the community. And I had the opportunity of talking with Adrian when she first opened Rome and Eagle. What a wonderful lady and what a great place to go. Let's find out what Gretchen gets to learn right over there at Rome and Eagle. Welcome to the Glitz and Glam with Gretchen. I'm your host, Gretchen Pleshaw, here in beautiful Eagle, Colorado at the gorgeous restaurant Rome. I'm 
here with Adrienne, the owner and cook of the beautiful Rome in Eagle, Colorado. And she's such a stunning human being. I love your space. I feel honored to be here. Thank I you. feel like I've known you through lifetimes at this point. Oh, thank <laughs> and you. I am, Likewise. Thank you. And I'm so impressed with your space. And I heard the food even elevates it more. How are you uh, doing, Adrienne? I'm well, thank you. Good. And so I want to know, I know a little bit of the background of Rome. How did this beautiful place come to be? How did this all happen, manifest itself? Uh, it was manifested and it worked. <laughs> um, I started out as a food truck and yeah. it was called the Roaming Gourmet. We okay. started in Rancho Del Rio oh. uh, for a summer. Uh, right as COVID was at its peak, which was great. Um, <laughs> uh, then uh, winter rolled around and we had an opportunity to join the team at Bonfire. Yes. So we had our food truck right in front of Bonfire Brewery, which is directly next door to this uh, brick and mortar. And an opportunity came up that uh, the space next to them was open for a restaurant. But the caveat was that there was no kitchen. It isn't zoned for a kitchen. <laughs> okay. So, ironically, I had right. a food truck. Wow. So we just rolled it around the block and hooked it up. And this is our brick and mortar with a 20-foot food trailer as our kitchen. Okay, so it truly was meant to be. This was not by so. circumstance, yeah. happenstance. Yeah, I think so. That's amazing. And I actually remember the food truck. And you guys are were always so, there were a million people around. And it was so popular. Yeah, it was great. And so now do a lot of those people know that this has shifted into? Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. and it's been two years. It'll be two years and a couple weeks that okay. we've been at this brick and mortar okay and it was one full year of the roaming gourmet as the food truck right um so we, and we did elevated pub food out of that food truck right um you know things like duck tacos and Ugh. duck confit things like that um really nice slow braised meats we Ugh. really pushed it you know push the limits well and that's what i'm so interested in because i did a little research beforehand and i looked at all the food options and i know that your menu changes am i correct weekly monthly is monthly it? monthly yeah. okay that yeah, is... we change our menu monthly so and, and now <laughs> we have an opportunity to be a little bit more um I don't know, intricate with the details. Right. Instead of just a food truck where it's kind of fast. Right. This is more relaxed dining. It's we can relax a little bit more in preparation. Not too much, but a little bit more <laughs> little in preparation. Bit. It's a it's a the timing is different. So it it allow it allows us to you know, spend a little bit more time on the menu and spend a little bit more time plating. and. But that's a huge deal, a monthly, I don't know any other restaurant I can't even think of yeah. anywhere I've been that does yeah. a monthly shift of their menu. Yeah. It's ridiculous and insane. <laughs> I love and, <laughs> You're like, it's my brilliant poor staff. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really great. And it. I think that a lot of, a lot of cooks and people in kitchens get a little bit, you know, it's, it's tiring doing the same dishes over yeah. and over again. And I think that people, I, I really thought that people, our, our guests would want to have the same thing over and over again. And I find that they don't. I find that they're really eager when we change the menu monthly. And our, our specials are, are also wonderful. We have specials on top of our monthly changes. But I love I, that. Yeah, I think that people come to ex have come to expect that let's come as many times as we can this month because it's changing. So we see a lot of repeat guests. Cool. It's really fun. I love that. Well, and I'm so inspired because you let me know that so much of the decor, the alcohol, what you buy as far as like making the food, all of the ingredients, it's 
very much local based and your local love and appreciation yeah. that's huge yeah that's a yeah that's well, a big Colorado deal. is an amazing state and it, yeah. it has so many different you know amazing things that it produces or come out of it from Palisade peaches to bourbons to beers to you know some wonderful produce that we get here our our cows our lamb our pork so really we don't need to look very far <laughs> and it, it's safer it's cleaner uh, we know where our food is coming from, which I think more people are being, you know, very, it's, people are more cognizant of that, as well as me. I never feed my guests anything that I wouldn't ingest myself. So I, it's important to me that it's clean. It's I good. love that you said that. And I also know that you don't use any hormones in your food, no which hormones. is huge. Yeah, That's a nothing. big deal. I don't believe in it. I don't, I think that a lot of our, you know, without getting too crazy and, you know, medical, <laughs> I just believe a lot of issues health wise come from eating tainted foods. So, 100%. and I, you know, hopefully the world is changing and they're starting to see that. And it's, it used to be very difficult. Even two years ago, it was difficult for me to find some foods and meats that weren't, you know, injected with hormones right. or antibiotics. And it's much easier today to find it. I felt so. that shift. You're like, oh, simplistic mm. feeling yeah. and idea, but it's truth. What you put in your body is yeah. obviously what you're going to get out sure. of it. So. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> and this is such a beautiful romantic space. I mean, it's stunning. Thank did you. you do the decor? Yeah, did you? I did. I, I did. How, yeah. This woman is amazing. She does it all. I'm cooking. She does the decor. It's You have a gorgeous patio. I would love to hear about that. That's stunning. Yeah. So we do have limited seating in this space. And when I first looked at it, I was so enthralled with it. I loved how, how intimate it was. Yeah. And I thought we could really make this space feel like it was it could be anywhere it could be in italy it yes. could be in you know uh, morocco it could be in colorado it could be anywhere uh, and that's what i wanted to kind of mirror was just it could be anywhere but it's an intimate lovely space yeah. that you could come on a date on a first date <laughs> um you could come with your family you could come with your friends and it's it has like a nice you know energetic buzz to it because it is small inside but we had the opportunity knowing that there was this big outdoor space um, that may or may not have been built for that. It may have been built for something else, but we utilized it as an outdoor seating area that enhances our capacity off season. And it's gorgeous. So it really is pretty. It's kind of, um, we were talking yes. that I kind of, um, you know, mirrored it after some restaurants in LA, one being Ivy, the oh, Ivy in LA. Yes. And it, it, I wanted it to feel like there was greenery all around. And again, with an outdoor space, you know, typically they're very wide open and cavernous. The sky is your ceiling. Yes. And we still have that in part of it, but we wanted it to feel like there were hanging lights and hanging chandeliers and still very romantic. And I feel like very secret garden vibes with yeah. the mountains in the background. Yeah. It's backdrop, so pretty. You can't do any better than that. Oh, it is beautiful. People love sitting out there. <laughs> well, and that's brilliant to know because I do love the spaces so small and, well, not even small, intimate. And yeah. it does have such good energy, good vibes in here. And you said, though, you can go on open table. You can. So yeah. that way you know that you definitely have yes. yeah, a reservation. Yeah. And then if there confirm. is overflow, you can go out to the patio and Absolutely. enjoy. Absolutely. That's And your yeah. bar is amazing yeah. as well. It's I can't get away bar. from that. Yeah. Um, it's a great bar. It's a great, the, the drinks are really, we're very proud of our cocktails. Yeah, and you said so. you have non-alcoholic options and alcoholic <clears throat> options, which we is do. a huge, I think right now, becoming a boom, it's a booming yeah. thing. Yeah, we've had any spirits on our shelf since we opened our doors, knowing wow. that, you know, 
I think part of it was that we were an eagle and we wanted to attract people from all over the valley up and down. Uh, and driving would be an issue if you were going to have right. you know, more than one drink. So we have drinks or, or NA spirits on our menu that you can replace a tequila with an NA so tequila, cool. replace a bourbon with an NA bourbon. And I've never even heard of that, to be yeah. quite frank with you. Yeah. So I'm They're sure really other people great. are going to be, yes. Yeah, it's really great. And a lot of them are distilled the same way, just it takes the alcohol out. So it's really neat. Well, I am very excited to come in personally. I know I've heard already from certain friends that we both <laughs> know how amazing the food is. What is your favorite dish to create at this? I know you're always evolving, changing. It's fluid, you know, as far as mm -hmm. your food. Is there one thing that you love to make here? Uh, I can't. It's like picking I a know. favorite child. I know. Um, <laughs> I think that we do variations of different types of meatballs okay. uh, and different sauces. Yeah. So there's that, um, whether it's pork or veal or venison, I, I love creating some sort of a meatball dish and our, our guests really, really love it. Um, I do a, one of my, one of my go-tos here, and we just changed the sauce and it's coming up on the next menu, is our sous vide uh, or slow cooked pork shank. Oh. So we're doing a spin on it this month uh, that is more of an Asian spin-off of okay. that. Um, so we'll we'll definitely do that. <laughs> um, that's one of my favorites. And I always like to bring back, especially in the winter time, my Uncle Johnny made a cacciatore dish, an Italian oh, cacciatore yes. dish that was just to die for. Mm. And in honor of him and him teaching me that dish, I, I do repeat that and I our love guests that. love it. So. Well, you are fabulous. I feel like I made Thank a new you. bestie today. I adore you. I think your space is stunning. I can't Thank wait to you. try the food. I've already, like I said, heard amazing things, and I cannot wait to come in. So thank well, you so much, Adrian. We can't Adrian. wait to serve you. <laughs> Keep it right here for more of the Glitz and Glam with Gretchen. This weather report is brought to you by Sun and Ski Sports, your new mountain sports headquarters. to your Sunday edition of Good Morning Vale on TV8. I'm your host, Liz. I hope you had as much fun as I did. Get on out there. I'll see you over at the Vale Farmer's Market. And we have a full week in store for you guys with so many great things right here on Good Morning Vale. It's TV8.